the ability to be engaged in the service of the Lord. Atmanaha, of the Supreme Spirit Soul or the transcendence beyond the material concept of life. Of the Supreme Spirit Soul or the transcendence beyond the material concept of life. Bhutani, all beings, Bhagavati, in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Atmani, the basic principle of all existence. Aishaha, this, Bhagavata Uttama, a person advanced in devotional service. So again, this is the first of three verses that explain the uh, advanced, the intermediate, and the beginner. And we discussed yesterday how there's many different explanations of an advanced, intermediate, beginner looking at different things. And does any remember, anyone remember what these verses from the 11th canto are focused on? Right, nectar of instruction focused on your commitment to sadhana, manashiksha, your conception of God, bhakti visamritu, visamritu sindhu, your faith and knowledge of shastra, and this is about what? Looking at what? Interaction, relationships. So these verses are about our level of bhakti according to our relationships. And it is of note that of all the different ways of describing beginners, intermediate, and advanced, this is the one most often quoted by our acharyas, by Srila Prabhupada. This is, this is the main one referred to, which may indicate that advancement in relationships is particularly important. Okay, so today's is about the Uttama. I'm only going to read a portion of this very, 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 very long, 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 long report. And so Rabbani Maharaj can continue this verse tomorrow. Also, as I say, I have to leave at 8.30. So uh, I'm just going to go through, thank you, a small portion of the report. So translation. Sri Javier said, the most advanced devotee sees within everything the soul of all souls, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Consequently, he sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord and understands that everything that exists is eternally situated within the Lord. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita 6.30, the Lord says, Yoma pasyati sarvatra sarvacha mai pasyati tasyaham na pranayas tasyaham na pranasyami sachame na pranasyati For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Such a beautiful verse, huh? Srila Prabhupada comments, a person in Krishna consciousness certainly sees Lord Krishna everywhere and he sees everything in Krishna. Such a person may appear to see all separate manifestations of the material nature, but in each and every instance he is conscious of Krishna, knowing that everything is the manifestation of Krishna's energy. Nothing can exist without Krishna and Krishna is the Lord of everything. This is the basic principle of Krishna consciousness. 
The qualification for seeing Krishna everywhere is stated in the Brahma Samhita 538. I worship the primeval Lord Govinda, who is always seen by the devotee whose eyes are anointed with the pulp of love. He is seen in his eternal form of Shaina Sundar, situated within the heart of the devotee. A devotee of the highest level of spiritual qualification is glorified for the expansiveness of his spiritual vision. For example, when the uh, stalwart demon Hiranyakashipu questioned his self-realized son Pallad Maharaj as to the whereabouts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Pallada, being a Mahabhagavata or pure devotee, answered straightforwardly that the Supreme Lord is everywhere. The demoniac father then asked if God was in the pillar of the palace. When Prahlad answered, Yes, Hiranyakachipu, being a bona fide demon, struck the pillar with his sword, trying to kill God, or at least disprove his existence. Then Lord Nasingadev, the most ferocious form of the Supreme Lord, immediately appeared and finished forever the illicit program of Hiranyakashipu. Thus, Pramad Maharaj can be accepted as an Uttama Adhikari devotee. A pure devotee is completely free from the tendency to enjoy things separately from the Lord's service. He does not see anything in the universe as unfavorable because he sees everything as the expanded potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a devotee's purpose in existing is to give pleasure somehow or other to the Supreme Lord. Thus, everything that a pure devotee experiences moment by moment increases his ecstatic loving desire to satisfy the transcendental senses of the Lord. We will end the effort today. Sri Hagar Ivacha Sarvabhute Shriyat Pashyat Bhagavad Bhavan Atmanha Bhutani Bhagavad Yatmani Esha Bhagavad Atmanha Sri Hagar said, The most advanced devotee sees within everything the soul of all souls, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Consequently, he sees everything in relation to the Supreme Lord and understands that everything that exists is eternally situated within the Lord. So this is the position of happiness and the position of peace and also the position of living with a thrill at every moment. It says here, every by moment, everything increases an ecstatic loving desire to satisfy the transcendental senses of the Lord. Generally, our life is filled moment by moment with anxiety. So many bad things happened in the past, and more bad things will happen in the future. And the older you get, the worse it gets, because the older you get, the more bad things have happened to you. And the more bad things have happened to other people. Right? That's why old people don't generally, generally, they don't take so many risks. Right? When you're young, you take all kinds of crazy risks. But when you're old, you think, this bad thing happened, that bad thing happened, I have to be careful of this, I have to be careful of that. Right? Like one time when I was in Italy, while I was giving Bhagavatam class, it was a thunderstorm, and my window wasn't all the way locked. I thought it was locked, but it was not locked. And so there was a flood in my room, and my suitcase was completely wet, and I had to take a plane that afternoon. So it was a big problem. So here I had the jug of water on my desk, 
and I'm thinking, I cannot keep my computer on my desk because there will be some, there might be some flood. I have to keep moving my computer. And so because we have this experience, uh, we, are, we, we have these anxieties, we have these fears. This bad thing happened, that bad thing happened, right? Or many years ago, I, I was walking down some stairs off of a platform where I was speaking and there was water on the stairs. I slipped and I broke my foot. And I started noticing that now when I walk downstairs, I'm very careful. <laughs> right? So the whole world appears to be full of anxiety. Right? When, we are, when we are trying to enjoy this world separately from Krishna, and we get this material identity, I am this body, I am this mind, I belong to this society, uh, then simply we are in anxiety. Like now the Muslims in India, they are very fearful. Because we are Muslims and we are in India, we will be deported. Yes? But the devotee's vision is completely different. The devotee's vision is that I am not this body. I am a soul. And everything that happens is Krishna. Everywhere is Krishna. Everything we were reading the other day, everything, the whole universe is the body of Krishna. And Krishna is my best friend. Suridam Sarabhutana. So wherever I go, I see him. And I see everything in relationship to him. And then how can there be any misfortune? You know, in our Hare Krishna movement, we practice thinking like this. If something bad happens from the material point of view, we say, oh, it's Krishna's mercy. Yes? We practice this. We may not actually feel this way in our heart, but at least we speak like this. If we get a lot of money, we say Krishna's mercy. We lose money, we say Krishna's mercy. Isn't it? Or we say Krishna's purifying me. Or we try to see Krishna's hand in everything. Yes? Am I correct? One time in Puerto Rico, I was giving this Sunday feast class and I was saying how, you know, Krishna gives, he takes away, everything is good. So at that time in my life, I was very, very poor. I mean, literally I had nothing at all. And I was doing some, as a favor, I was doing some work for my god sister in her business. And she, was, she paid me $50 each time. So I had $100. What is a hundred dollars here? About seven thousand. Seven thousand. Seven thousand one hundred. She knows exactly. But that was all. I didn't have any other money in the world. Only that hundred dollars. I was staying in the Brahmacharini ashram. I didn't have any possessions at all. And when I was giving this Sunday feast class, I forgot to lock my door. And when I came back, my hundred dollars was gone. But I was just laughing because in the class I'm saying everything that happens is good. Krishna gives, Krishna takes away. I'm sitting around the Vyasa said, Yes, if Krishna gives you something, it's good. And if he takes it, it's good. <laughs> With such enthusiasm and faith. And I get off the Vyasa sun and I go to my room and Krishna says, Aha. <laughs> so I was just laughing. I thought, this is very funny. I thought, okay, Krishna, you are a very funny man. So we practice seeing like that, isn't it? Yes? How everything is Krishna. So I was telling you how in Italy, 
So my bag became wet, and it was the bag that I carry my computer in. It was completely wet. You could not put a computer in a wet bag. And I had to take a flight that afternoon, and it was still raining, raining, raining. How was I going to drive this bag? So the temple president said, these devotees will take you into town. There is a laundromat, and there is a dryer, electric dryer. I don't know if anyone in India has electric dryers. You do have. Maybe some people have. So these two devotees, they took me to this laundromat. Now, in that bag was also cash. Many times when I travel, different temples pay for my airfare. So I would buy the ticket, then when I get there, they give me the reimbursement in cash. And I had been traveling for many, many months, so I had a lot of cash from all this airfare. And the money was completely wet. Completely. So I think, how are we going to going to dry the bag? We have to dry the money. So we bought one of these bags, a net bag, and we put the money in the bag. And we put it in the dryer. Right? So sitting in the laundromat, and other people are coming in and out. So now I'm going to give you some information. If you get money wet and then you dry it in a dryer, it does not dry flat. It dries all crinkled. So now we had this big bag full of completely crinkled money. So we had to take it and flatten it, right? But it was a lot of money because I've been getting reimbursed for airline tickets now for like maybe six, eight months. So I wasn't sure, you know, if, you have a, if you're holding a lot of cash, you, I, I looked at the two devotees with me and I said, I need to do this quickly because other people are coming in and out of the laundromat. And I don't want them to see I have all this cash. I said, I need your help. And then I looked at the devotees, I said, are you envious? And then one of them said, no, my job is counting money. I am a cashier. I said, okay, fine. So sitting together, we're spreading this, this, this money, trying to work very fast before more customers come in. And then this man says to me, actually, I am a cashier in a casino. I work for a gambling house. So while we're working on this money, I am preaching to him. You must give up this job. He says, I cannot give up this job. How will I find another job? I said, I don't care how you find another job. You must give up this job. He says, in one month I will look for another job. I said, no, immediately. He said, as soon as we come back. I was talking to him however long it took. And then in the car going back also I was talking to him. So we get back to the temple and then they gave me a donation, 100 euros. Immediately I put it in the DD box. I thought, I don't want to touch this, this money. So a few days later, the temple president emailed me and he said, this man immediately quit his job that day and next day he found a new job. He said, the last five years, we have been telling him to quit this job and he never listened. Now finally he listened. And then I could understand why Krishna had the water come in and get my bag wet. I saw Krishna's hand was there. Because at first it was like, oh, this is a catastrophe. You understand? I have to go on a plane and my bag for my computer is wet and everything. I mean, it was really wet. Like the picket up was like dripping. So always there is Krishna's hand to teach us something 
right? When that man stole my money, both of these stories were about money, but anyway, when that man stole my money, it was Krishna to teach me detachment. When my dad got wet, Krishna wanted to use me. He wanted to use me to help this other devotee. So we learn to see like this. We get a different vision. Krishna is everywhere and everything is being done by him for some higher purpose. And everything is good. Some things we will not be able to understand in this life. Some things we will say, why did this terrible thing happen? And we, while we are in this body, we may not understand. But then at least we have faith. I know Krishna is my best friend and everything is for the good. Nothing is bad. Krishna Das Kariraj says this idea, this is good, this is bad. It's all mental concoction. But we will only be able to have this attitude if we actually feel that Krishna is our friend. Just intellectually, philosophically, it is very difficult. It's very difficult. Like one of my god sisters married for a very long time, probably like 40-something years, and she and her husband, very close relationship, and they worked together in service. And her husband got a stroke. He's still not fully recovered. And the, the, in a foreign, they were in a foreign country, and the devotees, it was right where I was staying, the devotees tell president they were visiting, and they said, she was just hysterical. Krishna, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? How could you do this to my husband, my best friend? So intellectually, we may understand, yes, the universe is the body of God. God is in every atom. He is my best friend. Everything is good. But then, you know, your baby dies, your husband dies, you lose all your money. It's difficult, yes? Srila Prabhupada talks about how when he first met his spiritual master, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, Bhaktisiddhanta said to him, immediately, you are an educated person. You should preach this Krishna consciousness in English to English-speaking people. And Prabhupada said, this is what he said, so you can believe him or not as you like. Prabhupada said, I should have taken it up immediately. Uh, but I didn't. I was thinking, now I am married, I have a child. Let me first make a lot of money, and then I will start this preaching program with a lot of money. And so Prabhupada was explaining, he started this business, he grew the business, the business became very successful, and then Prabhupada thought, okay, now most of my children are married, he still had one daughter not married, and she never got married, by the way. He said, I have, you know, most of my children are married and my wife is not any more supportive and I'm already in my 50s, so it is time. I will now start this mission. And then everything failed in the business. I think some employees stole money, I don't know the details, but the whole business failed. Yeah, everything, finished. And <coughs> when Prabhupada's talking about this, he said at first he was thinking, 
Maybe I've made some mistake and Krishna's angry with me. He said he was thinking like this. He wasn't angry with Krishna. Why did you do this? But he was thinking, maybe I have offended Krishna. Maybe Krishna's not happy. And therefore he's taken everything away. He said, then I read this verse where Krishna is talking to Maharaj Yudhisthira and said, if I favor someone, I may take everything away. So then I can understand, this is Krishna's favor. And I can understand Krishna wanted me to start this preaching in another way. Actually because Prabhupada started this movement penniless, Prabhupada came to the West, he had seven rupees, which he could not exchange, he couldn't use it, it's like he had nothing at all. He had a, the son of an acquaintance, didn't, he wasn't even friends with the father, just acquaintance. You know what acquaintance is? Someone you barely know. Who would sponsor him for one month only. And he had no other contacts in America at all. There was no rich, famous person. That came later. George Harrison, Allen Ginsberg. Those people came later. The first prophet had nothing. What did he have? He had a trunk of books. And externally, they weren't even very nice books. The, the lines were not straight. If you see those old Bhagavatams, the printing lines were crooked. Prabhupada didn't have an English editor, English proofreader. Many spelling mistakes, many grammar mistakes. Much of the English was very difficult to read. And no beautiful illustrations. The outside cover was very simple picture. And then very difficult subject matter, the Bhagavatam, <laughs> to people who didn't know anything, didn't know who's Arjuna, who's Duryodhana, you know. And a pair of cartels, a bag of cereal. So we could understand that Prabhupada started this movement by spiritual power. And when he was also old, he was 70, he had had a heart attack on the ship. Prabhupada said no one at 70 leaves home to start a movement. At 70 you stay home, you retired. Huh? So Prabhupada said I can understand. Krishna wanted me to do it in another way. Because if Prabhupada had come to America with a million dollars and celebrity friends and political friends, then we could have said, well, anybody could do it, you know. But we could see it was, it was all bhakti shakti. So Prabhupada setting the example how we see Krishna everywhere. We may have some question. How is this Krishna? How is this Krishna? How is this Krishna? And then we go to the Shastra. We go to the devotees. And then we can understand. And we pray. Please show me how this is you. Please show me how this is you. How this is your hand. And we have so many examples in the Shastra like this. When there seems to be reverses, right? Vidura is thrown out by his family. Pandu dies in the forest. One story after another after another. Or whether it's great things that you get unlimited wealth to perform the Rajasuya, or whether it's a terrible thing that Shakuni cheats you and you are in exile for 13 years. 
They always see the hand of God. As Prabhupada said, Krishna has ten hands, and if he wants to give you with his ten hands, you cannot even hold it overflowing. And if he wants to take from you with his ten hands, you cannot hold on to it. <laughs> but if we practice, not that we should read this verse and say, this is the Uttama Bhakta. I am just a rascal beginner. So I cannot do this. Now, this is something we should practice in our sadhana. How to see Krishna everywhere in everything. In all interactions with other living beings, in, in, as it says here, in matter, in spirit, and in combinations of matter and spirit. That this is Krishna. It's not, it's not that Krishna is in Goloka Vrindavan and this is all Maya. Maya, Prabhupada says, exists in chapter 14, Krishna book. Maya is only within the mind. So I can choose. It's my choice. Do I want to see things separate from Krishna? Or do I want to see how is Krishna acting here for my benefit? So I hope you will excuse me. I have another engagement, a two-hour drive. So thank you very much. Uh, this will be my, my last class here, I think, in, in Chennai. Uh, Banamaraj is coming uh, today, yes? No? He's not coming today. He changed his plans?